0: Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And Manny. We got a busy schedule this week. Busy, busy schedule. This week? Well, this week's episode. Okay. I gotta be really specific with you, don't I? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's just my way of being a smart ass.
0: I know, I know. Well, normally we get into a little bit about the weekend, different events we normally hit, but we're gonna save that towards the end of the episode this time. Shit sorry (laughs) so we'll save that towards the tail end and we're gonna kind of jam up a couple little quick small stories and then we'll get into the weekend because it was definitely an eventful weekend all right manny why don't you kick us off man
1: Uh, just a few announcements uh so we all know that the rooney kenshin live action films a personal fan of my fan favorite of me for me honestly and we did have the Rooney Kenshin, The Final, which was debuted back in April. And that movie is now currently going to debut on Netflix Worldwide June 18th. So pretty much in a few more days. And, nice. I, and I'm excited for that. Heck yeah. Because I didn't think we were going to get the chance to see it this soon.
0: I mean, you kind of got to ride the hype train, right?
1: No, because the majority of like anime films or films like that do so well that have like such a big fan base... That come from Japan, we usually have to wait like maybe months.
0: No, I know. I just mean like literally from a business standpoint, it makes more sense to get it out fast. Because the longer they wait, the less hype there really is behind it. You know what I mean?
1: Mm, not really. People are still going to be hyped once it gets localized.
0: I mean, I forget about it. So, yeah. not everybody is in that same bracket. You know what I mean? There is a bracket that's always going to stay hype and waiting for it, anticipating it, you know? But then there's other ones that's going to forget about it, for sure.
1: I think that's only you.
0: I don't know. Anybody Anybody else forgets about it, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'm the only one on it. It's kind of like Attack on Titan. It took so long for me to jump back into Attack on Titan. because mm. The wait was too long. I mean, the,
1: the same was with me. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah, well, well, that's what I mean. If you If you're excited and you're ready for it and you know they have it already, but there's no translation or there's no nothing coming out to you, you do get restless and for me at least i eventually lose a little bit of interest
1: well, there's been a few times where i've watched it even they wasn't subbed yet
0: okay so how'd that go
1: i mean pretty much by the actions and how they were i just kind of got the gif of what was going on
0: all right i won't do that <laughs> that's like a digital convention to me i i will not bother with it convention <laughs> yeah like you don't go to a digital convention because it's kind of boring you just kind of look around and like okay if you're not experiencing it you know what i mean you're not experiencing it same way with me if if i can't read the subtitles or understand what they're saying i'm not gonna watch it i don't care
1: i wonder if that's how people that go to aa meetings feel how so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah so june 18th we'll be having the Kench kenshin the final and possibly in my theory right now maybe in august we'll be seeing the beginning as it is uh, since the beginning just premiered so uh, recently in japan and these two films since it's part one and part two for this last arc we are i think it's the last arc i can't remember it's been so long since i've seen the entire series but it's it's kind of a weird situation they have both topped the top two spots in all time japan or top two Japan spots for films in the box office, which this is actually the first time apparently that a franchise holds both number two spots together at the same time, at the, on the same weekend. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing, honestly, as well. These films were actually was supposed to be released last year in July, then August, but delays due to covid
0: yeah yeah i mean like like i keep saying 2020 doesn't count it's a wash
1: yeah and delays more uh more on just production not the release
0: yeah because i mean i think we talked about it on a past episode about yeah, we did how they kind of had to make all these adjustments to try to record and like record remotely with voice actors in different studios mm-hmm. yep. and yeah, that that seems like a super logistical nightmare. It is. Yes, it is. You think about internet lag and then extra splicing and even them trying to get reactions off it, each other. And, and it's
1: pretty It's pretty much like the same when we tried doing remote recording when I was at home sick from oh COVID, yeah. honestly.
0: That was rough. That So we, got, we actually got <laughs>
1: firsthand experience to see what they probably felt through.
0: And the listeners got firsthand experience that <laughs> it sounded like shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet. But, yeah, so I'm excited for that. So I'm definitely going to be excited for the weekend to watch that. Another quick update, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. I know you still haven't started it. I know. got to get on it, dude. Honestly, I was kind of annoyed that I didn't get on it as sooner because once I actually got into it after it finished, I was just like, holy shit, this is really good.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I got it. It's on the list. It's on the list. Yeah,
1: so they did announce uh, a movie, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero for december it was gonna be in december i'm trying to remember what day it was but that is and just in time for christmas actually because so people are considering this is like an early christmas present reveal for them <laughs> 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 which it really is because it's december 24th
0: okay so, so i'm
1: excited for that just kind of weird situation since the creator uh went on height on a hiatus for the manga uh, due to health concerns and everything. So, people are thinking, people are a lo- lot of people are just saying, like, oh, did it get canceled and everything? I was like, no, it's just the, the Jutsu Kaisen creator and his team just basically made an announcement that he is re- trying to recuperate from uh, some illness uh, or some medical conditions and stuff. But for the most part, it doesn't look like it's like super dire. It's just uh, tolerable, I guess, at this point. So, he's just waiting to make a full recovery and get back onto it
0: okay that's good to hear well hopefully he gets better but i mean we again that's another thing we've talked about and even both read many times about the kind of the harsh schedules they end up having and mm, the yes. extreme amount of hours they have to work to try to produce this content sometimes
1: i mean it's kind of like the same with us if they don't make the content and be cons- consistent it's just never going to fall through
0: yeah and we just got a bullshit on microphones like <coughs> <laughs>
1: They have to spend hours redrawing the same sketch just to get it perfect on the sequence. Yeah,
0: and even storyline sometimes. Yes. Sometimes they're contracted before the storyline is done, and they're, you know, that's where we get our fillers, and that's where we get you know different little extra branches and.
1: Well, the fillers get more from the directors of the anime studios. They decide how it goes.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I mean though. A lot of times the fillers are just to give them time to get back on storyline mm-hmm. and finish storyline. Yes, know? that is true. So it, it's. Who knows? I'm sure maybe there was some kind of uh, work stress, too, you know, Mm -hmm. that doesn't help with any health problems, no matter what it is. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. All right. What else we got, Manny? And
1: so I guess the new Forza Horizon 5 game was announced at E3 over this weekend.
0: Okay, nice.
1: I'm not too sure how I feel about it, but it's kind of interesting because if I'm correct, Forza 4 Horizon is in Australia?
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. And I'm this getting one, the kangaroo vibes.
1: <coughs> I don't know. I just see chickens and try to run, run at them. <laughs> <laughs> I legit like every time I drive, like I'm playing that game. I just see chicken. I was like, chicken,
0: just drive towards them. Oh jeez.
1: <laughs> I can never hit the sheep though. That's what pisses me off.
0: <laughs> they don't want you to. Right. All right, but what's going on with five?
1: Uh, so it's gonna be in Mexico.
0: Really? Yep.
1: Huh. So, we'll be going through the towns of Mexico's, the deserts to the rainforest areas of Mexico and everything.
0: Is it going to be complete with like, you know, tequila hookers and heads on a stick?
1: That's just more Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mexico, right? Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, so it's going to be in Mexico and it looks like their most proudest moment is the visual graphics for the needles on the cactus.
0: That's an interesting pick.
1: Yeah, so I I looked more into it when they when they announced that. But the reason why they're so proud of it is that you can still see the needles when you're going 100 miles per hour in the game.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah so that's I mean that's that's actually, you know, from like a technical standpoint, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Like that's actually really cool, but it's funny when you just hear they're proud of their needles. <laughs> yeah, the Mexican cactus needles, basically. Oh man, Hey, as long as they don't turn it into some kind of a oh, what was the name of that Gundam series that we covered? G Fighter Gundam. Is that what it was? I
1: think so. Let me let me look it up real quick. Okay,
0: as long as they don't turn it into one of those uh, um country Gundams going through with their cars, I'm fine with it. <laughs> and for the listeners that don't remember, I not sure the episode number but this was
1: mobile fighter g gundam
0: mobile Fy- fighter g gundam yeah they made a whole gundam series where all the uh gundam machines were pretty much stereotype jokes of different countries and man that shit would not fly today <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't. It. It would I mean, it. It was sad part it was funny but it will not fly today Th-
1: that's that's a sad part honestly in my opinion
0: oh um, i mean I I understand why but it was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Do you did they say any background of why they chose Mexico? I didn't really see why they chose it,
1: but one of the most interesting things and a buddy told me this and I kind of saw some topics about it online and everything as well to confirm what he told me about. But apparently the developers asked like the fan base Like, what would be their opinions of where the next Forza Horizon game should take place in? And it looks like the majority of everybody said that they wanted Japan. And when they announced that it was in Mexico, everybody just lost their shit about it.
0: Okay, so I guess what would be a reason that they go against the poll? I mean... Do we have, like, the results of the poll, or...?
1: Uh, I don't know, honestly. I'd probably have to ask my, our it's it's our buddy Leo, he told me all about it and everything. He would probably know more information about that and I'll probably ask him about it later on.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see like where Mexico ranked on the poll. Like if it was a poll, then we saw, the if we saw the results, we would see, you know, an overwhelming 70%, mm-hmm. was it like a 60-40, was it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'd be interested to see that, that that'd be an interesting uh, thing to analyze, you know?
1: No, yeah, definitely. But it is it is weird, like they, that they chose Mexico honestly, because it's mainly just dirt roads.
0: Rally, there is a uh, world rally. Um, I know track that. Out I know there. that I no, I do know that part as well. So I mean, I know Forza Horizon has a pretty, you know, they have the separation of different styles of racing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a pretty prevalent pedigree of rally racing out there, definitely. So that could be attributing to it a little bit.
1: Could be. I'm kind of guessing maybe rallying is going to be like their main focus in this game, maybe.
0: Who knows? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. So, I guess uh, since Forza is going to be done in Mexico, what would be like, I guess, the stamp of the most common Mexican car? (laughs) Because if I had to take a guess, it would have to be the B13 Sentra. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that chassis. But they, we stopped making it in the States back in like the early 90s. Yeah. No, early 90s. Early 90s. And I think they continued making it up until like 2011 or something. <laughs> like that was like the main taxi car. That was like the main like even more so than the Honda Civic. Because I don't think there's any American car that had the same... You know the same body, the same everything for that long of period of time. You know,
1: yeah, and it's actually true. Uh, there is a healthy mix of, especially the taxis, because taxis is still one like like, in comparison to like the the autobuses, uh, transporting people. It's like from cities to towns and stuff. Taxis are very still well used, especially there. Unlike here, it's now just Uber and uh, what's the other service, Lyft. Yeah, uh, but. And it's not, it, uh, there is Uber in Mexico, but there has been really some very big risks uh, using Uber in Mexico. Um, again, you still have to have a nice car uh, with safety features, I guess, to be approved by Uber to be able to use to transport people and everything. And when people see that you have a nice car in Mexico, that usually gets stolen. Uh, that actually happened to someone that we know in Mexico.
0: Oof! Yeah. Uh, I think they
1: were robbed at gunpoint.
0: Yeah, big yikes. Yeah. Uh, So it's kind of like, hey, I'm going to order a robbery. (laughs) Get a burner phone, open an Uber account, just go, I'm going to order one. You know, get the, what is it, the luxury XL or something, (laughs) and just wait for him. He's, don't worry, I'll I'll rob a car, but they're going to come to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. But yeah, I, I mean, there is, I mean... So the majority of the cars that I've seen every time I went whenever I went to Mexico, they it is actually a very good mix of Sentras, Beetles, and Versas.
0: Beetles, really? Yes, the huh. Beetles. Okay. And it ranges
1: from like the older ones to the more newer ones. In terms of trucks, uh, more like the older Dodge Rams and more like the Chevy Silverados. Toyota Tacomas and pickups it's kind of a weird situation i guess just because it's the police that mainly uses them but also with like the cartels and like all the the gangs and everything uh since those cars the, especially the Toyota pickups they they can last forever and they can take a beating so hard and stuff they're kind of sought out too by them because so they can just like do the fuck what they want with them and it will still keep driving and moving yeah But yeah, uh, some of the other interesting, uh, most common cars, Uh, I'm trying to remember some of them. We said Versas, we said the Beatles, we said the Sentras. Uh, There was a few other ones that I The Jettas, the Jettas.
0: Okay, well, my question was if you were to pick one that, you know, would be like the Forza special, you know what I mean? Like something they fix up and, you know, they'll put a livery of their you know impeccable cactus on the side (laughs) i would would choose the beetle the beetle
1: a baja beetle (laughs) okay okay. a buggy basically
0: all right all right so as you were talking and i'd said about the center just because i know those things were made forever and i've always had like a want for an ser b13 Mm -hmm. and i was always like yeah i can i wonder if i can just like pick up parts from over there. You know what I mean? Because mm. they're still making body parts because it's still rel- relevant out there, you know? Yes, yes. But I think if the Forza car was going to go, you know, with that Mexican special, Mexico special, it's going to be the Yaris GR since they got it and we didn't, and I'm still bitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So when you said the Note or the Versa, I think you said the Versa. Yes. I it agree. reminded me that they sold the, the GR Yaris out there.
1: Okay. Another another common like small pickup truck would be the Toyota Helix. Okay. Yeah, you still see a good amount over there as well.
0: Yeah. All right, all right. Well, Forza 5, probably going to be Mexico. That's pretty interesting. Okay.
1: Probably, it, it actually is.
0: All right. What else we got, Manny?
1: And I do have a small car update, I guess. Small. Well, so this uh, this was actually happening during around the time when I was still looking to buy my Toyota pickup uh-huh. and my dad was just trying to convince me. He's like, don't, don't get the Toyota pickup. Just, um, get a Toyota uh, Tacoma, uh, four doors specifically. And he's like, I'll, I'll, even help you to get it and everything. If you don't have the money to, um, complete the, or I'm trying to, how am I trying to say this? If, it, if I don't have the enough, enough of the money to get it because they're make, more expensive, make up the difference. Yeah. Make up the difference. There you go. There you go. Um, and the main reason was because he wants something to go down to, like, Tijuana, Baja, uh, Rosarito, Ensenada, that won't attract attention.
0: Ah, so it's like, all right, don't worry, Manny. Buy a car, maintain it, and I'm going to take it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically the trade-off. Like, yeah. Hey, you know, but if he's helping you pay for it, that's fucking cool, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Awesome, all right.
1: But, uh, but I rejected his offer because I wanted like my mini Toyota pickup and everything. Yes. So now that I got it and everything, and every now and then I was like, hey, man, are you still interested in the Toyota Tacoma four-door? I'll help you, and I'll take the Toyota pickup off your hands so we can use it on the nursery. And so for the past month, after a good while, um, I finally said, okay, let's let's just do it then. Let's see what happens. Let's see what we find. Uh, for a good month, we were finding. Like, it was annoying, honestly. Toyota Tacoma's... Just finding a four-door has, was very annoying. They are just more expensive in general just because it's four-door. And some of these prices are just... I don't know what's going on. You'll see 2001 four-door Tacomas with 250,000 miles salvage title and they want 12000 for it.
0: Well, you know, that's one of the things we've been covering on here is the used car market is... Something else right now. Yeah,
1: it's something else. But then, you have a 2006 with like 300 300 thousand miles, four door, and they want maybe eleven, maybe twelve. Still, so it's just weird that some of the older ones are still more higher in price than the more newer ones. It's it's weird how the mix is, honestly. And so, we actually, I actually found one. It was posted within the hour that I found it on OfferUp. It was a 2004 Toyota Tacoma pre-runner and it looked like it was in great condition like well maintained and everything just it looked good and it had 153 thousand miles I mean 153 thousand miles uh clean title 2004 v6 automatic and he was had it listed for 8700 okay so I was like holy shit if it's really clean title, and the condition I'm seeing the photos, and plus with the mileage, this is a fucking steal. That whoever picks on this is just gonna fucking get a lucky, lucky chance at this. So I hit up the guy, took him a day to respond, and then I responded back, and then like late and like at the end of the day he finally responded again, and at that point he's just like, hey, he's like, you know what? Uh, here's my number, uh, call me. Because I, uh, I don't do text messages. I guess he's actually an old timer. That was my guess. And that he's not used to text messages or using the phone and more just more about like actual uh, phone calls. Yeah. Which turned out to be true. He was actually an old guy and he just doesn't do text messages. It's just for him, it's just phone calls. And we got, we got, uh, we set up an appointment. We got there and we test drove it. Everything looked so good. It was well clean. Everything. I mean, you already saw. When I just drove it today to your house. Yep. And pretty much once we test drove and everything, we just told him, hey, uh, how about, and we made an offer and yeah, so we got it. Nice. All right. And the funny thing is that he already got an offer for somebody, but they wanted, their offer was 7500 and he completely rejected it. And so the next person that he, that actually set up an appointment to look at the car was and the majority, of the, uh, the majority of the people that he got was like Latinos and everything. Because Latinos, they, they really like the Toyota pickups and everything. And the Toyota Tacomas. And so this one was just like an old white guy, he said. And he actually offered him over his asking price. So like, I'll take it off your hands for like this price and everything. He's like, okay, meet up. At, uh, let's meet up at this place. You can look at the car and everything and we'll see what happens. And do you remember what I told you about the tires?
0: Yes. What did I tell you? Something about it says SUV. It says
1: SUV. The old man said, oh, that tire says SUV, so that means these tires are meant for SUVs. This is not an SUV. I don't like it.
0: Okay, so he was trying to tire kick, nitpick, test the guy's knowledge and see if he can get a discount.
1: Nope, the guy just said, okay, I'm not going to sell it to you then. Goodbye. And he just left.
0: Yeah, so it backfired on him.
1: It backfired on him and then I was the third person in line and I got it. Nice, all right. So, yeah, so I'll be selling my Toyota, my 91 Toyota pickup now. Originally, it was going to go to the nursery, but my dad's like, you know what? I'll probably, because we have an F-250 uh, heavy duty long bed on the yard that we use. And he'll just like, you know, what? I'll just fix the power steering pump. And I forgot what else he said. I think it was just that. And I'll just, I'll just keep using it. And okay. so, you know, so go ahead and try to sell it.
0: There you go. All right, well, you heard it here. Manny's uh, Toyota pickup is up for sale. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Um, Have you sold a lot of cars?
1: Mm, Not really, why?
0: I'm just asking, just general knowledge, like, uh, have you had the experience of kind of posting, adjusting your price, negotiating with people, kind of like, you know?
2: No,
1: I mean, just with... um My Ram 1500 when I had it, that's about
0: it. Okay, okay. Well, we'll talk a little bit after this, and I'll I'll help set you up with that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk about it here, but I'll help you set set up with that. Okay. All right, cool. Well, new whip, hell yeah, dude. So this is kind of like new daily driver, basically, for you, right? Yeah, this will be the daily driver. Yeah, because I think the pickup was pretty much your daily. It was, it was. I think the Mustang's kind of luxury-ish, and El Camino kind of cruising yeah okay cool man well you got a good deal dude the car's pretty that's good all right um let's roll into our next thing
1: the gr86
0: yeah so i found this out this weekend and i went back and i googled it and i was like oh shit it actually is happening so you remember when we covered the supra and the supra was gonna get a uh free nasa membership and track day
1: ah yes 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 yes
0: yeah so they're now offering that to the new gr86 really yeah that's honestly
1: that's actually very good marketing if they want to get people to sell and buy these cars
0: oh i love dude i just love this so to me when they did it with the supra it kind of looked like a move like yeah we built a track car you know go try it you know what mm-hmm. i mean like they were putting their money where their mouth was it, it yeah. is the sense i kind of got from it right mm-hmm. now from the other side of it now that uh it's going towards the gr86 the gr86 is a whole lot more attainable to a whole lot more people it is it right is. so coming from the side of like you know the track guys and wanting the community to grow, right? We want the community to grow. We want it to keep thriving because if not enough people are doing this, then there's no way we could ever afford to sustain an organization and continue doing it. Yes, indeed. So, you know, you kind of see it in the winds, right? You know, like, if this brings in membership, heavy membership for this platform... And they get a lot of people introduced and getting out here and going to NASA and, and trying out this stuff in that GR86. Who knows? Maybe in the future there's going to be a spec 86 uh, racing class. That is true. That and is I, true. I think there already is a like a spec GT86 class. You know, there's already mm-hmm. race series set up for them, just not with NASA. Yeah. So the fact that they're kind of like jumping ahead and going, "Hey, you buy one of these." You get a NASA membership in a track day. Mm -hmm. Like, fucking bold move. Let's get them into our organization. You know what I mean? Yeah. This seems like it's going to benefit NASA more than it's going to benefit Toyota. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Toyota still gets to say, even this car, we're standing behind as a track car. Yeah. Like, that's fucking super cool, man. I love it. And I'm super excited to see that happen. It almost tempts me. (laughs) (laughs) It almost tempts me. It almost tempts me. This man. So... I guess as a transition to our next thing, the reason it almost tempts me is because I've begun to make my moves towards moving to a new platform. Hmm. So this past weekend, we did NASA's uh, Auto Club Speedway event.
1: We did. We did.
0: <clears throat> I registered for both days. I raced... Sat, well, you know, it's not racing. It's it's a track day, right? But I did both uh, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now... I didn't have the Type R. <laughs> that is true. I did not have the Type R. Like I said, there's a lot of different things I'm doing behind the scenes to kind of prep me for, I guess, kind of getting a little bit more serious about the hobby. Okay. You know, I've been sporadically doing track days for a couple of years. And it, I feel like it's time that I kind of want to get into it a little bit more and go more often. So... There's a very strong possibility that the Type R is going to be sold. Oof. Yeah. So that's going to free up income It's and kind of move me towards a step towards probably getting a truck and trailer in the future, too. I'm not sure everything in order just yet. I'm still trying to figure things out.
1: No, definitely. I mean, you don't want to rush things, especially.
0: No, I don't. I, I don't want to rush things. Ideally, I would love to be ready by October. Oh, for for Buttonwillow. For Buttonwillow. With whatever decision I end up doing, but at the same time, I don't want to rush it. Okay. So, if I find something awesome, let's fucking do it, you know? (laughs) If not, I'll wait it out and just see. But anyways, since I registered for the track event and I did not have the Type R, my first thought was to look at the Fox body.
1: Mm, Yeah. Especially since you have that suspension sitting there still.
0: Yeah, well, that's a whole nother thing because that suspension is going to require a complete rebuild of everything. <laughs> yes, that is true. So I was thinking more along the lines of what do I need to make this safe out there, you know? And there's still quite a bit, I, at least for me, to feel comfortable. You know, I could send in my mind, just go, fuck it, send it. <laughs> like you
1: did at Grange.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, Grange is a completely know, different know, thing, know, you know? know? Grange is basically autocross with a course painted around it, you know? <laughs> so it, it's it's a little bit different. This is something where speeds are up much, much higher. There's much more people here. And this is a spot where if, like, something bad does happen, I don't want that rep at NASA. <laughs> yeah. But can burn me at burn me at grange i don't care (laughs) i don't have to go back there i want to go back to nasa so i don't want to take something that i'm not sure is a completely safe or you know i know for sure my bearings have been on there for a long time i haven't done them in forever you know so i was like you know what there's still too many x factors that i kind of want to make sure i'm able to comb through and replace before i really do anything like a high speed course like this so turned to the wagon (laughs) you took the boat i took the boat (laughs) and i was a little bit like uh like i don't want to say embarrassed but i kind of wanted like i knew it was gonna stand out like a sore thumb you know what i mean (laughs) oh trust
1: it trust me it did stand out (laughs) it stood out because it made no noise on the track (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, it's a completely stock station wagon. My wife uses it for work. It had the all-season touring tires. I had the regular brakes on it, but it is a brand-new car. It's all there. It's just, you know, it's not there for the track. <laughs> so there was a little bit of like, ah, oh, dude, am I really fucking doing this? I'm going to look ridiculous. <laughs> But uh, I sh- if anything,
1: you were mad flexing there.
0: I we'll get to that stuff. We'll see. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> so I kind of pull up, and the first thing I kind of see is Jaime in his garage. I kind of roll up and say, you know, what's up, you know? Park the car, and uh, when I get out of the car, I go walk over to the garage and you know say my hellos to Jaime from a uh, race FF pod, and uh, and he, he goes, oh man, so no Type R today. No, no, no Type R. He's like, so you're just here to support Manny? I'm like, oh, Manny's not here today. I'm tracking the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it kind of made me feel a little bit better because Hyman just got like a big smile on his face and he's just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he was just excited for it. He's like, hell yeah. So unloaded the car, um, uh, went to go get teched and obviously... I passed tech. You know, the guy kind of gave me a funny look a little bit, but I passed tech. They didn't really make any comments. Got back to the car and started putting my numbers on. <laughs> and um, thankfully, you know, I—I I, the one worry besides sticking out like a sore thumb or, you know, kind of the like, you know, what the fuck is this guy doing out here with a wagon kind of thing, you know, <laughs> was my worry that I'm comfortable at that track, I'm very comfortable at the track, you know, I feel like that's like the track that I do feel the most comfortable at, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm usually there with the Type R. The Type R handles like a dream, it's super precise, the brakes are amazing, the power is great, the grip is really great, I can take turns at such high speeds, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But now I'm going into like almost polar opposite in every way. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The the car makes not obviously not as much power as the type R, but it makes decent power. You know, it's it's not terrible. But everything else, it's polar opposite, you know? So um my worry was that I was gonna go out there with too much confidence into things and not be able to gauge my adjustment to this car correctly. Yeah. So first session comes around, and um jaime actually jumps in the car with me so super thankful super grateful for him because that was something that was a little bit on my mindset like dude i gotta be like extra fucking careful with this (laughs) because this is
1: the wife's car
0: well just safety in general right just safety in general and because it's the wife's car we can get her another
1: one. <laughs> oh, big man!
0: No, not like that. I'm <laughs> just saying cars are still replaceable, yeah. you know. But I'm just saying is a general safety my bodily experience. <laughs> so Jaime, he jumped in the car with me. I, I he had the choice to jump in with another student that he had uh, coached prior in the mm-hmm. Type R. And um, again, thank you, Jaime. He jumped in with me to make sure I transitioned well, you know. So. We got out on the track and he gave me a lot of pointers about kind of like extending my braking zones. And he's like, you know, as you progress and it gets hotter, keep extending them. You know, don't move your line up of your braking zone. Move them back because this just isn't the car for it, you know? Same thing with like the tires and things like that. And so I was like, okay. At first I was like, well, in my mind I was like, well, if anything, you know, I can focus on my lines and hitting Apex and, uh, you know, Jaime is really good about Helping me out with that, too, and kind of going, hey, you know, do this a little bit smoother. You know, you went in too early here or something like that, you know. And uh, little by little, well, even in the first session, honestly, just fairly quickly because of his help, the wagon kind of started moving, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, for full context, this is HPD 1 and 2, you know what I mean? I am HPD 2 but I feel pretty confident there, like I'm pretty confident in what I'm doing there. Um, Like I said, with Jaime in the car to help me make those adjustments, um, we passed up a lot of new drivers, you know, they're new drivers, that's Mm -hmm. that's the reality of it, it's not the car, it's not the power, it's not even me really, it's that they're new and I'm not as new, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm less new. But we passed up a couple Porsches, some Mustangs, some like some cars that you would never want to be passed in by a station wagon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it was actually a blast to just go out there and kind of troll. And even Jaime was giggling like a girl, and <laughs> it was it was a blast. We had a fun, fun time on the track. And honestly. I was very, very skeptical if I was even going to have fun that day because it's an automatic, floaty, fucking big-ass car. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a blast. And even if I wasn't passing anybody, the car, with Jaime's help making our adjustments, you know, the car moved fast enough to where I was having a good time. Yeah. So he kind of stuck with me through the HPD sessions for the rest of the day. Um, Obviously, you know, he did his sessions and stuff and... um and competed with his time trials. If you guys want to hear how that went, go check out Ra- Race FF Pod. And uh he does a great job always kind of like you know capturing his days and how it went through for his competition. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean we we kind of went through it. Had a freaking blast. It was hot as hell though. <laughs> and we ended up calling it at about third session. Okay. Um there was one pass that I do want to talk about just because it was really fun. It was a little bit sketchy, but there was a lot of knowledge in it as well. Mm -hmm. So there was one car. It was a, I think it was an S550 Mustang. Okay. uh, A red one. And he was very, very slow in the corners. And obviously, as soon as, we can't pass in the corners, right? No, you can't. That's our HPD rules. We cannot pass in the corners. It has to be the straights only. And um, technically, I think by point-by only. Not 100%. I forget sometimes. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But I think it
1: is point-by only.
0: Yeah. So, um, obviously, as soon as we get to the straights, the Mustang would, you know, his rear end drops and he's fucking gone. <laughs> and uh, I kept, you know, as soon as he dip out, by the time he's done with the corner, I'm already on his bumper again. And I'm already on his bumper again. You know, every single time. And... Uh, Hymas like, okay, all right. You know what? As we're following it through here, he's like, what we're going to do is we're going to set up for a pass. So we're coming into the complex, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the terms of where it's at yet. No. So that is the last one, two, three, four, like five, six turns before you get back on the main street. Mm -hmm. That very last little section is the complex. So in the way he kind of described it was actually really... Really smart. I didn't really think about it. You know, he's like, check your mirrors behind you. Make sure, you know, there's nobody that's going to come in at you. And he's like, slow it down and set it up so that you're taking these turns at the speed you normally take them at. And by the time he's just about to exit the turn, you're right behind him. So this way, instead of both of us exiting the turn at at his pace, he's exiting at his pace and I'm exiting at my pace. Mm -hmm. So super cool move i you know it's a different way to how apply where we're breaking at where we're slowing down at rather than just chewing on his bumper the entire time and then getting that frustrated feeling when he dips out you know so this was a super cool thing i you know that that Jaime kind of showed me so we slowed it down in the complex let him get a little bit ahead of us that way and then i started going we started flooring it and pinning it and um that last turn I believe it's 19 before you get onto the main straight I'm not sure how early you've gone up onto the main actual track like the main Roval track but there's like a little bit of a bump transition yes do you yes. remember that yes
1: I do know that tr- I do know that bump
0: okay so we went into that bump or that part of the track extremely early like I mean just you know 20 feet or so past the flag station on your right mm-hmm and we hit that thing so fucking hard <laughs> for a second. I thought like we were gonna db the tire or something. <laughs> I'm, we're fairly sure certain it might have caught air or just slammed the bottom of the suspension or something like Ooh. yeah, it got a little bit squirrely when it finally kind of settled and but we made the pass that way <laughs> and download meeting came, and I wasn't called out for that. I was called out for something else, ah. So, <laughs> and I was just called out basically because, um, what was, it? oh, I think it was because uh, somebody coming out of the uh, turn nine, that's the tip of the dick, mm-hmm. coming out of turn nine, this guy pretty much swung straight out right and braked, and then I ended up passing without a point by, and before we were technically allowed to pass, because we only had to, they only wanted us to pass on the main street. Yeah, So... I didn't argue it much. I let, you know, like took the lecture. Yes, I did pass on that part. Whatever, you know? But uh that was day one. I had a blast. I tried to time it just because I was super curious of where I was at. But I couldn't get any of the timers to work. Mm. So that kind of sucked. I was like, well, whatever, I'll try again tomorrow. And if not, like it's not like the car's breaking any freaking records, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> But I had fun. I had fun. And I think jumping into a different platform, I got to learn a little bit like more about weight transfer and being smooth because we had to be more smooth, you know, and and even making adjustments for what you're driving. Right. Like depending on what kind of car you're driving, what your setup is, what your tires are, you have to make your adjustments for what you have. You can't drive every car the same, I guess. Yeah, no, that's true. So it, it was actually pretty good. I think I actually got to learn some stuff. Okay. So we we called that a day after third session. And um, then I met up with you in the morning for Sunday morning, right? Yes. So um, I, I kind of wanted to have you talk about your feeling for your first event. Because you've been to Roval with me for NASA. I have. But it was as spectating. Now you're in your own car and you're going for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, so Saturday, uh, of course, like you just said earlier, I didn't go because basically my work situation would never allow me to go just because of, especially with this current situation, pandemic and just like a very shortage of uh, work personnel, especially. And so if we had enough workers, there might have been some leeway to actually get the opportunity to just not call off Saturday and just be able to participate Saturday but that is usually never the case okay so saturday was just mainly just prep day for me check check my tires make sure no nails were in them
0: <laughs> yeah uh
1: checked my brakes brakes were all good checked uh what else did i check uh, checked my oils they were everything was looking good so pretty much I, was, I just pretty much saw that i was set on the car and everything um and right uh, rolled around the corner it was just basically sunday you met up with us and we just headed our way to Autoclub. And once we got there, I mean, we... I didn't know much about the whole, like, tech part and everything. So once uh, Randy and John told me about tech, I so, oh, okay. So I got the form, filled it out, went to tech. They checked everything. And he checked my home and everything. So uh, I always wondered about that. Like, how did they do the tech check or, like, where especially and everything. So once that got sorted out...
0: Yeah, I think for... Uh for streetcars, I think their biggest issue for streetcars is really brakes and tires. So, they, mm. they probably took a flashlight to check your brake pads or something. It
1: kind of looked like he just more looked... Uh, I didn't get a chance to see what he was actually doing. But I think he, uh, it looked like he was just mainly just checking checking for leaks. I'm not too sure. Okay. Yeah. So, he just asked me, like, oh, like, where's your battery? Where's this? Like, how? And then he just looked inside, make sure nothing's, like, going to be flying around. That could uh, be a potential hazard, nothing in the trunk and everything. So everything came out good, and yeah, so got my little tech sticker, put it on the window, and got the got back to our parking spot where we were, and just relaxed until the I think it was the driver, the first driver's meeting.
0: He yeah yeah so eight thirty. It's kind of like a full drivers meeting everybody on on there you know for HPD oh yeah no, no for everybody, for everybody. yeah for everybody and then after that they uh, break off into individual groups i mm-hmm. i didn't really talk about too much about it but yeah and then we everybody from HPD 1 and 2 break out to 1 3 and 4 TT and you know all that stuff mm-hmm. yeah so it was
1: honestly a very good learning experience uh, with the the classroom exp- uh, classroom instruction uh, breakdowns of, like, who who are the people that are going to be with us, especially in in, the, in terms of, like, the higher-ups and, like, who are some of the instructors and everything who will be in charge of, like, delegating for the grid and all that other stuff. And the flags, I mean, it, it was still kind of hard to try to remember the flags, uh, but it was still kind of a good learning experience to, to know about them, especially still.
0: Yeah, okay. and, and, you know, <clears throat> for your first time out, there's so much new to it, you know what I mean? Yes. There's so much new to it. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like you take a plate of spaghetti and you throw it at the wall. Mm-hmm. So you can throw a ton of spaghetti at the wall. Not all of it's going to stick to the wall. There's going to be stuff that falls off. Oh yeah. So there, you're getting tossed. You know, and you know they went over like breaking zones, apex. You know, your eyes where you're looking. Also the flags, what they mean. Also you know find out where where the flag stations are you wave at them you know like they're throwing a ton a ton of stuff at you and you got to try to retain as much of it as you could it's it's a little bit overwhelming mm-hmm. but that's also why they give you guys an instructor to kind of like help you with that and assist you like hey make sure you're looking at this hey you see that that's that you know so it is a lot but that's kind of a unfortunate that's Everybody's first experience, you know what I mean? Yes, yes,
2: (laughs) I
1: I can wholeheartedly agree with that, but yeah. I mean, after that, we just waited for our first session to start. I did get to my first session late,
0: yeah. I was like, we all got in the cars, started them. Uh, Randy from 91 Octane was driving with us in HPD 1 and Mm -hmm. 2. Um, I think I heard John laugh and call us peasants because he went up to HPD (laughs) (laughs) 3. This man. But uh, you know, we took off. Uh, Randy took off. I followed behind him, and I thought you were going to end up behind me. And I was like, "What the heck? Where does he go?" <laughs>
1: I had a very last minute bathroom break that needed to go to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you have the nervous shits?
1: No, I had to take a mean ass piss. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like it just came out all of a sudden. I was like, "Fuck! I had to take a piss. I'll be right back." Go taking the piss, and the next thing I just hear, and they come uh call or what was it roll call for like uh, hpd one and two on the grid now and everything like shit so i'm running back to the garage i see no cars there i was like fuck they all left shit run back to uh, run back to garage throw my shit at leo get back in the car and just like hurry my way down there got there got, uh, the guy set me up behind the last car and everything so he told me it was all good then another guy came in He came over to the car i was like you don't have an instructor you were late i was like yeah i was in the bathroom like, uh we well, we're gonna have a problem because you don't have an instructor. I was like, I was like, I was told there was enough instructors. Like, what's going on?
0: Yeah, I know, but I know. you were told to be there fifteen minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bathroom break did not let me. I think you got there when we were already flagging five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess to clarify for listeners that might not know, when we grid up in the beginning, I know some I've done it with speed ventures mm-hmm. and now, this is one thing I do like about Speed Ventures, is that they grid us in the hot pits. Mm. So you see how you know how we graded outside of the yes. outside of the actual track area, right? Yeah. So, I guess just to touch on that real quick, basically NASA grids outside of the track area. Uh, we get lined up HPD1 on one side, HPD2 on another. HPD1 gets their instructors. Sometimes if there's extra instructors, they will might toss them in a couple HPD2 guys' cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then they let the HPD, HPD2 out and then one out, mm-hmm. you know? And in a line and we just jump straight on the track. Yes. So, Speed Ventures, just quick little tangent that I actually really like about them is at least because I sign up with their intermediate group. Okay. Um, They ask what my time is. What's my personal best or what's my average time, consistent time, you know? And they actually grid us by time. Okay. So we actually grid out in the hot pits. So that section where uh, after you make the left turn, after you get underneath the bleachers, you make the left turn, and Mm -hmm. then there's the guy at the very end fucking uh, waving you guys off. Mm Mm-hmm. In that zone right there is where they would grid you up for speed ventures. Yeah. And they kind of grid you up by fastest to slowest. Mm -hmm. This way, there's more of a smooth out exiting, you know? There's smooth exiting. They do their warm-up lap. They take off. And everybody's around somebody at comparable speed to them. Mm -hmm. So there's less traffic. there's um, There's less traffic and there's less like passing you know the less passing the safer it is really you know in all honesty you know what i mean especially with new drivers Mm -hmm. but because they kind of grid everybody up by their times i think the last time i went i was able to do almost a whole session with the same people in front and behind me oh okay without me feeling pressured because you know i'm too slow for the guy behind me like no he had plenty of room to go full throttle i had plenty of room to go full throttle you know the guy in front of me had plenty of room to go full throttle it was Pretty awesome, <laughs> but side note—that's one thing I do like about you know a different racing organization. Yeah, but you got there late. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so they finally got someone. Uh, it was Darren, and he was the one that Hyman really wanted me to get hook up with uh, to be my instructor and everything, just because of his uh, extensive knowledge on Mustangs and everything. So it was kind of out of luck that they called for him so he wanted he got in my car we got to know each other and everything and yeah we started our session and everything definitely got yelled at a lot
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you know if if i was an instructor and i'm in a car with somebody i don't know and i know it's their first time out that's true you kind of have to be a little bit like hey this is what we need to do you know it's their safety kind of a little bit at jeopardy too i'm sure they they have some horror stories if they've been no, doing it I long wouldn't, enough. No, I would you know? not doubt it or anything. So how did it feel? Like your first time getting out, like, I don't know if you were nervous enough or got to look around enough. But like, I always love the feeling going underneath the bleachers and you see all the stands. There's no people in it, but <laughs> you see all the stands and everything. Like you're in this iconic stadium, you know. Mm-hmm. How did it feel like when you actually got your first moments onto the track?
1: Uh, nerve-wracking, actually. Because again, first time, first ever track event, uh, my first manual sports car and everything. So uh, I was just pretty much really nervous and I did want to try to take it easy, but it just felt like he was getting impatient with me and he just kept telling me to go more and more and more and everything. And I know like how in the meetings, like if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to listen to the instructors. But the moment he kept pressuring me, my body just kept going, to, uh, following his intentions instead of my mind.
0: That's not safe, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. And as you progress through it? As I
1: progressed, I tried my best to follow his instruction and everything, and honestly, everything was just so overwhelming. Uh trying to uh, like watch my speeds, look ahead and everything trying to figure out where the corner uh corner people are with their flags and everything the flag stations all that stuff
0: and even where you are where you are on the track to the, for the correct line right? exactly yes yeah
1: and just all in like how you said like how we're not graded by time but we're it's just graded by what time ty- uh, by what time you got there honestly yeah when, whenever you showed up yeah
0: so and if you're at the tail end of hpd1 if somebody fast was in the beginning of hpd2 they're gonna creep on you real quick
1: uh, i think once we got into the bank we did pass some cars i think so uh, at that point that's when i had some people behind me and so i kind of kind of got ahead a little bit and that's when i was just trying my hardest trying to like figure out my lines while also trying to pay attention to his instructions while also trying to pay attention to all the cars around me while trying to pay attention to the flags, while paying attention to uh, the corner people, I was like, like I said, it was just completely overwhelming on the first uh, session. Yeah, um, I guess he just got impatient with me not listening to instructions while I'm, I'm trying my best trying to listen to his intentions and his instructions of where I need sh- I should be and everything. So I was able to get two laps in, and then he told me to go back in the hot pits to the black flag station, and then that's when we switched positions. And he just basically showed me. And honestly, I think that would have been a much better experience if maybe did maybe like maybe two, the first two laps instructor driving than myself. So I know where I'm going, especially since seeing him specifically.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, st- it's also kind of a hard sell if you sign up for your first track day and they're like, cool, cool, cool. We're about to go out on the track. Get the fuck out of that seat so and go to the passenger seat. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't mind it. I, I'm just saying as a general note, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's it's a hard sell for a lot of people. Yeah. And that's actually something I wanted to ask. Like, how did you feel with somebody else in the driver's seat? I did not feel
1: nervous. I mean, I knew that from what Jaime said and what he's told me and everything, I, did, I actually had trust in him, honestly.
0: Yeah, well, the... The instructors are reputable. Yeah, you exactly. know, they're yes. not just a guy that's going to beat on your car. They're no, they're no, reputable exactly. people who's been racing for years and years. Mm-hmm. And uh okay, so that's actually something interesting that I you know I kind of thought about afterward too, as you were kind of talking, is ride along. Mm-hmm. A ride along would have probably done you a world of good. Exactly. So
1: me going in first. Uh, what's the word, like me going in... Um, fresh. Me going in fresh with like no knowledge of like how the track works, the lines and everything, and just only by his instruction through the microphones and the speakers and everything, It like I said, it was just very overwhelming to understand where I should be on the track at every corner, at every turn, curve, and everything. So seeing him now driving it, I was able to get a sense a little more of a sense of how i should be positioned on each part of the track
0: okay yeah no that honestly it always helps mm-hmm. like that's uh that's that's one thing i think that's helped me at almost every course i've done mm-hmm. is getting a ride along mm-hmm. or um in auto clubs um in auto clubs um case jaime drove my car at auto Club. Mm-hmm and i got to see him do it and there's a couple sections like where i was struggling with like how fast i can go through something just because of my own in my own head block mm-hmm. and he's like look dude and he told me from the beginning i'm not going to push your car 100% i just want to show you where you could be and where you should be looking at and you know where you should be kind of positioning the car mm-hmm. and once i've seen him do it it's almost like well, he did it, and he went through this turn at this speed. I already, I'm doing way slower, thinking that the car wouldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. So, it, a lot of stuff like that will help give you that confidence that it's okay, you know. So, that's cool. Okay, so he he drove it and kind of helped you, uh, I guess. Get not only that, I think it also helps you look around. Exactly, it did. Like besides even looking at his line, at least now you can kind of like sit in the passenger seat and go there's a worker, you know, there's a flagging station, there's a flagging station, there's the flagging station, you know?
1: Because not once was I able to pay attention to see where those flag stations were.
0: Yeah, and, and that's super important. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only way they have to communicate with you. Exactly. So that that's, ride-alongs are great. Maybe the next time, you know, whatever the next time might be, uh, we can get you to do more, another ride-along, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can ask Jaime if he'll take you out or... Or uh, maybe John or somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. to kind of take you out and let you kind of get a sneak peek at the track. You know what I mean? Yeah. It lets you get a sneak peek. You're in it. You're in the seat. You get to see where they're at, how they're driving it, where your flag stations are. And it gives you that little much step ahead of like, okay, you have some familiarization before you go out there. Yeah. Before you just get, you know, super doe-eyed and just go, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. No, definitely. And...
1: This actually started to happen before the ride-along when we changed positions for him to be the driver. But my motion sickness started kicking in.
0: Really? As you driving? As me driving. Really?
1: And you already know how bad I am with motion sickness.
0: I know you're on it with like video games. Yeah.
1: I mean, there was one time where my grandpa took me up to the Big Bear Mountain to go fishing. And he loves to show off on his driving and everything. Especially on those turns and curves. So once we got to the lake...
0: I just threw up. Yikes. Well, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I know as like a passenger, I can definitely understand that. The driving thing surprised me a lot. I'm wondering if maybe the overwhelming feeling of just what was going on kind of attributed more to it than it probably you did. driving. It, it probably did, honestly. Because we've done some driving, you and me, in the past to plenty of areas where you didn't really have that issue. But... You know, this is a whole situation where you're already nervous, you're stressed, it's hot. You know, your mind is going a mile a minute, you know. Mm-hmm. You have the instructor going like, don't kill us. Yeah. <laughs> so, maybe, I, well, I, you know, you ended up taking a, a break from the rest of the session. I, I, I had to. like Because yeah.
1: if I tried to, it probably would have never worked out.
0: Okay. So, I was on the session with you on session one. Mm-hmm um unfortunately i didn't get to see (laughs) in my mind i was actually thinking like while i was on the track i was thinking like oh man manny must be doing fucking great (laughs) like yeah you
2: really
1: think
0: that well no i i really did because like you know day two i was pretty comfortable in the wagon i you know i had a whole day of practice ahead of time and um you know the wagon was moving man <laughs> i mean as as far as a wagon could move i think it was moving okay mm-hmm. you know and uh i was getting through to a point where i was passing up a lot of cars and catching up to a lot of hpd1 cars i think there was at least two cars that i lapped you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i'm like well i haven't seen manny so he must be keeping up a good pace if i haven't seen him yet like yeah. i was already like man he must be doing good <laughs> <laughs> you probably passed me when we were in the pits Oh shit! Maybe, maybe, maybe that's when it happened. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I kind of went through the rest of the sessions. Um, the first two, first session, I think maybe it was the first session. Mm-hmm. I still didn't get the timer to work. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I got it. Um, I think the screen was timing out. Mm. So like, I would set it, stick it in my pocket wait for our session to go we would go i did two laps and by the end of the session like obviously i did more than two laps but the end of the session i pull it out and it only recorded two laps and i was like fuck (laughs) um second session we only had 10 minutes out because uh there was a medical emergency
1: Oh yeah, that's true.
0: Yes, and I believe at that time you were.
1: I went to Rite Aid to go uh, get motion sickness medication.
0: You were prepping. (laughs) I was prepping. That's Manny race prep right now, (laughs) (laughs) which
1: is kind of concerning. I mean, like, like, no, no, like, like, like. Let's be straight, honestly. Um, I I did enjoy this track event. I wouldn't mind trying to go again. Like, I wouldn't say I caught the bug. But I'd be willing to try more again.
0: Breaking my heart, Manny. Just <laughs> but I, I really do think the first one was—it's a super nerve-wracking thing. But
1: if I want to continue to—if I would like to continue this, do I? Is it worth it? Just like constantly knowing that I need to take motion to motion sickness, just, motion sickness medication just to enjoy the event. Honestly.
0: Well, are we hundred percent sure that it's? that or you know like i said the first session you were in a very stressful high stress state that's true that's true you know what i mean that could been that could have been the triggering factor to your mm-hmm. motion sickness you know what i mean cuz just like when you get super ner- nervous you do get nauseated mm. and you were pretty much a giant ball of nerves um <laughs> I think me and Leo kind of joked around. Well, we, look, of the, we looked at the pictures. The track pictures afterward, yeah. and so you can I, see I, it in your eyes.
1: <laughs> I will be posting those pictures, but yeah, like that's going to be the caption. It's like, as one man said, this picture shows the fear in the eyes of a
0: man. <laughs> I just saw, help me. <laughs> <laughs> like, we saw it, and I was like, god damn, he looks... Uh, you have your helmet on, and all you can see is your eyes, but the eyes just said, help me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, my God, I saw it, and I was like, dude. So, I mean, you were a ball of nerves, Mm -hmm. man. I was. That's not going to help any nausea situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So maybe next time we prep you up for something more along the lines of like, I mean, this is just a suggestion. Who knows? Maybe we get creative, and we talk to the driving instructors and go, hey, do you mind if you you skip first session? Or you have your driving instructor drive for a session mm. right off the back, just yeah. so you can kind of get yourself, kind of get your bearings in gear, get your eyes open, see your flag station, see the line, and at least you have a familiarity for your second session. Just go, yes. hey, you know, instructor, give me four or five laps. You know, can you do four or five laps and just let me see the track? Yeah. That might help you a shit ton for this way. You know, maybe finish off your first session with the last two laps. You know, and just kind of give yourself some time to get um acquainted with everything, with mm-hmm. the surrounding. You Definitely. Know? Maybe that's a method we should try next time, because you know you haven't done any autocross, you haven't done Grange. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is kind I haven't of done like, anything. You, this is literally like throwing butter on a hot pan. It's like go. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> You know, you, you kind of hit it with a very, very high-speed course mm-hmm. that demands power, you know what I mean? So it's a super intimidating track to start off with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like starting off at Big Willow or something, too, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe we should try that next time. But anyways, um, back to second session. Second session pretty much was uh, black-flagged. Mm-hmm. at first i thought it was because like i saw the black flag as soon as i had passed somebody the next station saw had a black flag and i was like damn it i got in trouble like <laughs> i thought they were calling me in and as i was turning in like um i was able to kind of like you know look look out ahead into the finish line flag mm-hmm. station and they had a black flag and i'm like that's not for me because i'm already pulling into the pits you know and that's when I kind of looked in the back and I saw some other people like starting to pull in behind me. So I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Because I kind of slowed down because I thought I was going to go to the black sla- black flag station. And there was nobody in front of me. And then off in the distance, there's a guy like running towards me and he's like waving me off like, you know, to get off the track, like to pull out. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to the station. So <laughs> uh, apparently there was a medical emergency and one of the good things about NASA... Is that you're not on the track if there's not ambulance right next to the track ready to go. Mm-hmm. So, they had a medical emergency that happened on site, but not on the track. Mm-hmm. They had to go take care of that. So, as soon as the ambulance left from track side, all cars had to go in. Yeah. So, it's a safety thing for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, that, that was great. That's a good thing that we have that. You know, we have that protection there for mm-hmm. sure. Um. Third session, I went out, um, I got a, a compliment. <laughs> there was a car that was holding me up pretty bad in second session. Mm-hmm. The last card I passed before um, uh, we got black flagged. And uh, he actually got out while we were pre greeted And he's like, your car is fast as fuck. And I kind of wanted to go like, you know, it's it's a wagon. It's me. <laughs> but no, the car is, you know, it makes decent enough power. Mm-hmm. But it was um, a silver 335i, and then there was a silver E46 M3. Mm. And they were comparable, but they were slowing me down. And I, at that time, I was able to do a 218. Mm-hmm. So I thought I had maybe a second left, you know, because they slowed me down in a couple corners. I was like, well, they slowed me down in a couple corners, but it's not like I could have carried a ton of speed through there because sh- I have no grip with these tires, you know. So I thought I had another second in me. By third session, like, I wish I would find, like, this kind of stuff with the Type R. Nobody in front of me. Oof. Like, it, I I think there was, like, one or two times I had to pass somebody here and there. um, Like that uh, BMW. But he had already, I think we already established last session that I was faster than him. So he was actually, he let me by as soon as it was allowed to mm-hmm. you know first first lap we're not allowed to as soon as you get the green flag you go you know as soon as we got on the front straight he lifted for me and let me go by him like super cool think you know thankfully he did do that for me and i got a nice pocket for almost the whole session nice and uh but towards the end i was you know starting to pass up some other cars or whatever and finished up the session i was pretty hype i felt really good I came back and somehow shaved 4 seconds off. Shit. <laughs> I ended up at a at a 214, just barely. It's a high 214, but I'll take the 214. <laughs> and dude, I was super happy. I was like I saw Hyman. I was like, "Hi man." <laughs> I was like a little kid, dude. It was fucking fun. So it, it was super fun. I'm so glad I had it. Had i guess i guess honestly had the opportunity to take that random ass car out you know Mm -hmm. now it's kind of like okay you could you know for anybody listening that's interested in going out and racing i did it in a wagon you could literally do it in anything and you could still have a blast honestly but i was pushing the car here and there like obviously not to a dangerous point i was trying to stay within the limits of of keeping the car alive longer you know (laughs) like not just trying to destroy everything on it um i was doing like 120 on the bank Mm -hmm. um but uh after third session it was super hot my tires got all kind of chunky looking (laughs) oh they did they did (laughs) mostly i think because uh the sidewalls probably aren't super, super strong. Mm-hmm. And like John kind of pointed out, there's not a lot of like negative camber to help with those really hard cornering. So, yeah, it, it, I didn't want to push it any further, so I decided not to run for a session.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where I come in. Finally safe and sound from Notion Sickness. Yes. So, we finally get out there. And, yeah, um, right when session two was about to start, I did head over to the grid and i went to go uh, announce myself so that way i didn't make the instructor feel like i was going to walk out on him honestly for not showing up so um, and yeah they, they they knew about it that and everything i think you mentioned something about that in third session as well
0: yeah cuz uh you know each session they were being uh they were being fair about it right mm-hmm. they're not they were waiting for you and going okay is he showing up this session is he showing up this session if he do, if he doesn't show up they put um Darren, Darren, mm-hmm. Darren in another car. Mm-hmm. So I saw them having the conversation and I just kind of said, hey, hey, guys, like I got out of my car just so, hey, guys, uh, you know, the guy with the white Mustang, he's my buddy, you know, he wasn't feeling super well from the first session out, you know, nerves, whatever, you know, like um, he's, uh, he's, he's getting himself collected and he's going to try to make it out for four. And they're like, okay, cool. Thanks for letting us know. And they, you know, they found him somewhere else to go instruct. Yeah. So this way they're not. You know, we don't want to leave them with any sour taste. Like this fucking guy just yeah, does as I say nothing. As, as I mentioned before,
1: in the second session, right when second session was about to start, I went to announce myself so that they don't see that I walked out on them, basically. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so got out of the fourth session. Darren uh, came up. He's like, "Oh, it's like so. I heard you had troubles." I was like, yeah, Uh just basically said I had like really bad motion sickness or anything. And yeah, so once we got into um i did take his. i tried to. i did try to take his advice more from what he showed me especially when he did the ride along with me or when i did the ride along with him and started uh, doing more of my braking, uh, focusing more on my braking and stuff um definitely need to work on my braking, especially um especially on turn nine well if i ever get the chance honestly again since auto club might not happen anymore we'll see <clears throat> but turn turn nine probably gave me the most trouble
0: yeah, a lot of people have trouble with it. I still have a l- some trouble with it, where I don't feel a hundred percent through it. Mm-hmm. Although, almost in all honesty, almost every turn I feel like I'm not a hundred percent in it. Just because there's so much more we're still learning. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We're not going to get it a hundred percent. I'm sure that I might do some better than others. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some turns where I feel good in, I feel confident in, but I know it's not a hundred percent. No, definitely. <laughs>
1: Definitely. And then like on let's say turn three. I, I I wanna say I kept thinking that I was doing good on the turn three, but he wanted me to go more in. Go more in. And go more in and break more, break more, but also extend the break to the point where once we get to turn, turn at a ninety degree and stay on the outside and then be able to go in. Most of the time, I just kind of find myself making a curve to cut the apex and just, like, taking my turn too early. And so, I was grilled a lot for that, honestly. But, like, seeing myself get closer and closer to the cones and the wall and everything, my body just moved more. It just wanted to move out of the way, especially.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of uh, regular car habits you got to break. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, I think uh, they mentioned it in the driver's meeting. Somebody had their blinker on for one of the turns. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was uh,
1: session three.
0: Yes. And it wasn't a BMW, for sure. <laughs> that was actually a Mustang. Was it? Yeah, it was a Mustang. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of street habits, you know, and I, I don't think that's the first time I've seen it. I want to say, shoot, was it? I think it was at Big Willow I saw somebody doing that, mm-hmm. too. Like, they there's instincts, you know. There's instincts we have that still, oh, I'm gonna put my blinker on. Oh, I'm not gonna tailgate or oh, I need to slow down more. You know, there, It's a lot of mental stuff that's gonna have to go through.
1: Yeah, there was that one point where I was flagged with like the blue flag with the yellow diagonal. Yeah. Uh, just because I was maintaining a distance away from the car that was in front of me, instead of getting closer and closer uh, to be ready to pass them once we get closer to once we get to a straightaway, basically.
0: Okay. Well they pointed that flag at you yeah so that meant somebody was behind you so the blue with the yellow stripe actually means that there was somebody behind you trying to pass oh. yeah and, and again you know you're new so you're not you know you're so focused on everything else going on it's really hard to also go and check your mirrors real quick you know what i mean
1: no there was moments i tried to and i got yelled out for that well, I, know, I, know, yeah. <laughs> I know i know i know I yeah, know. like i said i was trying to figure out everything all at once at, at that point but that was basically in, more in the first session second session i actually stopped looking the The flag actually happened in second se- uh, first session okay um and once we got to the third se- uh, the fourth session that's when i like i finally didn't actually look at my mirrors too much to know what was behind me and just like uh how they mentioned on the on the on one of the classroom sessions he just says don't focus on what's behind you just focus on you and what's in front of you and so yeah that's uh and i think you guys saw me pass a few cars on some of the straightaways and everything um yeah yeah.
0: but you also got to remember though like yes focus on what's in front of you if you know it's their job to pass you right Mm -hmm. but you also do have to remember there's also track awareness yeah no yeah so if you're passing cars, right, you just said, you you know, you passed a couple cars here and there, but you're not aware of what's behind you. You know, you could be kicking out to the side off race line to do a pass, but there's somebody that's about to pass you doing, you know, it's a fucking Viper coming up behind you mm-hmm. with insane speed. You got to have also that track awareness. Yeah. When he says, don't worry about what's behind you, know what's behind you, mm-hmm. but don't worry about it. Yeah right so it's not so much don't look back there don't worry about what's going on back there it's don't let it worry or bother you that they're back there you mm. stay on your race line it's their responsibility to pass you but you do need that track awareness of what's going on around yeah. you cuz you know for all you know this guy could be coming in super hot for a pass and you're going to turn in or you know what I mean something's going on you know you should have that awareness of what's going on around mm-hmm. you either way yeah but again, all that with time and all that with practice, and, and just getting comfortable. And as you start getting comfortable, a lot of these things are gonna start. You won't have to think about them as much. Mm-hmm. You're gonna know flag station in your peripheral, and you'll be fine. You don't mm-hmm. have to focus on it. You're gonna know, you know the uh, the blue the blue flag with the yellow stripe. Tony's behind me. I'm going too slow. Um, <laughs> you know, you're gonna you're going to get these faster and not have to focus and pay so much attention to them. So your attention can be more moderated on other things going on.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I did kind of get a little bit more confident when I saw, when I was passing flag stations, once I was able to locate them, especially where there was no flags waved at me or I just saw green flags, like go, go, go. And so it kind of, but again, I, the corners, I, I really need to break those habits. Like you said, like street habits, basically, of not turning in too early and making a curve, but making an actual turn into
0: the direction, basically. Depending on the turn, yes. Yeah. But ten, yeah. But ten, depending on the corner, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's all different things you get to learn. I I, I hope we can try to get you out again and uh, it, it, adjust it, your experience. No, yeah,
1: it is a hope. It's just mainly my personal situation. You already know um, how we're struggling back with our family business back there and everything, so... It's it, we're just trying to see what we can do on our end before I can actually start doing... It's getting to a point where I might even start working on Sundays, which are yeah, technically my yeah. only day-offs of the week.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. All right, well, overall track experience.
1: Overall track experience, it would have to be overwhelming but exhilarating. Okay overwhelming for because the first session but more auxiliary once on fourth session because i kind of got an idea how it kind of works not fully because of course yeah. i it's my first time but yeah
0: yeah I, th- I think what i'm pulling away from is that you'd benefit a lot more from doing a ride-along before you drive the track yes because I, I think maybe jumping straight into the track kind of overwhelmed a little bit too much it did So maybe getting that ride along and getting a look at stuff is probably the method that we need to go for you. No, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, uh, shoot, we ran a little bit long. Oh, well, Uh, with that, Manny, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us?
1: Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website at UnacceptedPod.com.
0: And be sure to like, subscribe, uh, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Apparently, we do have listeners on Pandora.
1: There's podcasts on Pandora?
0: Yeah. I registered for us a long time ago, and I think Amazon Music and some other stuff.
1: I didn't even know about Pandora.
0: I didn't know either. I saw it come up on, uh, I think it was like targeted advertising because Facebook listens to everything. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I registered for us, and apparently we have some listeners on there. So that's pretty cool. I'm glad uh, the analytics I got now is actually pretty fun to look at now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you guys uh, want to send an unaccepted rate, have any questions and don't want to use social media, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. And we'll see everybody next Wednesday.
1: John.